It's time now for the Bob Siegel Show, a religious open forum where all questions are welcome. The Bob Siegel Show is brought to you in part by on-camera and voiceover talent rodhunter.com and the law offices of Matthew Simone. And now, here's your host, Christian apologist Bob Siegel. And this is Bob Siegel. It's good to be with you. We have a different kind of show tonight. We're going to have a debate, a long-forgotten art. Usually people yell and scream and they don't actually talk to each other. Helping me as kind of a moderator is no stranger to our program, Mike Friedenberg. Mike, welcome to our program. Bob, glad to be here. Look forward to hearing the discussion. And my opponent, who's calling in by phone, has been on the show before, Nadir Ahmed. Nadir, how are you, my friend? Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you. Hey, it's good to... I looked through my archives. It's been since the year 2012 that you've been on our show, so it's been a long time. It doesn't really seem that long ago, but it has been. I'm going to let Mike kind of uh, give your formal bio and then tell us the format of tonight's. So tonight it's going to be five-minute opening statements. I'm not going to be super strict about that, but please, you know, try to get as close to five minutes each as you can. Um, and right, I want to go ahead and give you know, a little background on Nadir Ahmed. He graduated from Bradley University Religious Studies. He's been active in Muslim missionary work for over 20 years. And his website, where you can learn more about what he's doing, is Examine the Truth, and that's Examine the Truth with, with dashes between examine the and the truth. So put the dashes between the words and you'll get to his website there. So as I said, it's going to be five-minute opening statement. Bob will be opening with his statement first. Um, Nadir will follow. And then after that, it'll be a, a free-flowing discussion. And you shouldn't really hear too much from me. The only time I would get involved is if, you know, somebody's just talking over somebody and, and you can't get... I roughly want to see, you know, equal time back and forth. So let's just make it a pleasant conversation back and forth, everybody being respectful and listening. And uh, in that spirit, I think, you know, hopefully the audience will learn some, you know, some very interesting things tonight that maybe they haven't heard before. So with that said, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Bob to start his opening statement. Okay, thank you, Mike. And first of all, to any Muslim who might be listening, I welcome you. And I mean that sincerely. While today's subject includes a discussion of violence in the name of Islam, I am very aware that many peaceful Muslims renounce violence, live decent lives. In my many years of campus ministry, I conversed with many Muslims and found that a lot of them are truly seeking to be closer to God. I do think that the attempt on the part of peaceful Muslims to renounce or reinterpret jihad smacks head-on into plain commands that come from Muhammad and can be found in the Quran. That's why many Muslims today are actually converting to Christianity. However, whatever the stage of your present journey, you are welcome. Unfortunately, the occasion for today's discussion is horrific. And that's the understatement of the century. Unspeakable atrocities were committed against Israeli citizens by the terrorist organization Hamas, 
on October 7th, and they did this in the name of Islam. This included children murdered in front of their parents, parents murdered in front of their children, women being raped with video of their rape being posted to their own Facebook pages from their own iPhones, babies' heads cut off. Now, some have tried to call these atrocities lies and Jewish propaganda, but guess who authenticates it? Hamas. Hamas itself, Hamas openly admits this, brags about it, revels in it. Far more disturbing are the pro-Palestinian college protesters admitting that these atrocities did in fact happen, but claiming Israel deserved it because they are occupiers. Occupiers? Occupiers? Israel left Gaza back in 2005, leaving it completely under the control of the Palestinians. Let me say that again. Israel left Gaza back in 2005, leaving it completely under the control of the Palestinians. And they only took that land in the first place because a war had been declared against them by nine surrounding nations in 1967. But Israel won that war and it forced them to expand their borders for future safety reasons. Still, they were kind enough to withdraw for the sake of peace in 2005. They also at that time gave millions upon millions of dollars to Gaza for schools hospital, food, greenhouses. They were rewarded with the abandoned synagogues being burnt down and rockets being fired into Israel right away from all the way back in 2005 to present day. Now, while it's certainly true that there are some Palestinian families who want to live in peace, keep in mind that the Palestinian population voted Hamas into power knowing full well that Hamas does not recognize Israel's right to even exist. They are not interested in a two-state solution, and many consider Israel an occupying country simply for being in the Middle East at all. There's a false narrative going around today that Jews have no ancient claim to any land in the Middle East, supposedly. An indigenous people called the Palestinians lived there for thousands of years before the 20th century when those nasty Jews from Europe came and conquered them. No thinking person or student of history could take this seriously. For thousands of years, Jews lived in the land. Archaeology confirms the many years of Israel's existence. King David's name has been found on basalt. Hebrew writing carvings have been found in ancient synagogues. While the Jews were conquered by the Romans in the first century before Christ, the Romans themselves called the land Judea, named after the tribe of Judah. You can look at coins to this day with the name Judea on it from that era. But in the early second century, there was a Jewish revolt crushed by the Roman Emperor Hadrian. At that time, he renamed the land from Judea to Palestinia. That's the Latin word for Philistine, an old enemy of the Jews and a people who had been extinct for several centuries. At this time, under Hadrian, many Jews were murdered carried off into slavery or scattered around the world. But a remnant remained in the land for 2,000 years, all the way up to the 20th century. Palestine remained a nickname, nickname only, for the land. There was no significant Arab population until after the time of Muhammad and the conquering spread of Islam taking possession of the Holy Land. At the turn of the 20th century, Great Britain, in conjunction with the League of Nations and the Balfour Declaration, invited Jews to resettle their ancient home. In paradoxical fashion, the British, after arriving, sold 75% of Palestine to the Arabs, creating a new country called 
Transjordan. This is an extremely important and seldom taught fact. Please catch this. 75% of what had been offered to the Jews was sold behind their back to the Arabs instead. Not only were the Arabs offered a separate Palestinian state, quote unquote, long ago, they have been living in one since the early part of the 20th century. It's called Jordan, a country three times the size of what remained for the Jews. The Jews accepted this betrayal only because they had no choice. After all, a sliver of the promise was better than no land at all. But the Arabs didn't want the Jews to have even a sliver. And fresh controversy broke out over what to do with the remaining 25%. To appease the Arabs, the United Nations, which is now taking over from the League of Nations, voted to divvy up the remaining 25% between the Jews and the Arabs. UN Resolution 181 called for the partition of a Jewish and Arab state. The Jews accepted this partition. The Arabs did not. After the partition vote from the United Nations in 1947, Israel declared its independence in 1948. One day after they made this declaration, five Arab countries invaded Israel from Egypt, Transjordan, Syria, Lebanon, and Iraq. This war had nothing to do with allowing a two-state solution. Indeed, the Arabs waged war only because they were rejecting a two-state solution. Their stated goal was the complete extermination of Israel. Arabs living in the Holy Land were encouraged by Arab countries to abandon their homes or join the invading armies. We're coming through, but the war won't last long. The Jews will be gone and you could return to your homes. Well, it didn't work out that way. Israel won the war. Those who were displaced became refugees, but not all Arabs left the Holy Land. Many Arabs remained and became Israeli citizens, thousands of them. And as citizens of Israel, they have more rights today than any Arab in any Muslim Arab country. A publicity ploy by Yasser Arafat in the 1960s began emphasizing the name Palestinian to a people who previously called themselves Arabs, and that's when the narrative about the so-called original Palestinian inhabitants began. But the ones who wanted conquest, indeed the ones who wanted genocide, were the surrounding nations. I'm reading from 1947 quotes, King of Saudi Arabia, there are 50 million Arabs. What does it matter if we lose 10 million people to kill all of the Jews? The price is worth it. Same year, Secretary General of the Arabs League, this will be a war of extermination and momentous massacre, which will be spoken of like the Mongolian massacres. From the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem, I declare a holy war, my Muslim brothers, Murder the Jews, murder them all. So much for the lies that there would be peace if we only had a two-state solution. So much for the lies that Israel is occupying somebody else's land. I do understand sincere ignorance. So I'm not saying that everyone who believes the lie is a liar. I am saying that everyone who believes the lie has been horribly deceived. The reason Muslim countries do not want a Jewish state is because it is a Jewish state, period. It was an attempt to obey the Quran. Surah 5, 51, believers take neither the Jews nor the Christians for your friends. They are friends with one another. Whoever of you seeks their friendship will become one of their number. God does not guide the wrongdoers. Surah 9, 123, believers make war on the infidels who dwell around you. Surah 48, 29, Muhammad is God's apostle. Those who follow him are ruthless to unbelievers, but merciful to one another. Surah 9, 73 and 74, 
prophet make war on the unbelievers and the hypocrites and deal rigorously with them. Hell shall be their home and evil fate. They swear by God that they said nothing, yet they uttered the word of unbelief and renounced Islam. So unbelief in Islam is the real issue. Surah 929, fight those people of the book who do not believe in Allah. The people of the book and the Quran are identified as Christians and Jews, and that's my opening statement. Okay, thank you, Bob. Um, Nadir, if you want to take longer than five minutes, feel, feel free to do so. Um, Bob went over by a few minutes, so um, feel free to go over um, five sure, minutes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, well, thank you. Thank you, Bob, for that. Um, I believe the topic of this discussion is, um, does Israel have the right to defend itself? And the answer is absolutely not. And the reason why is because Israel is a rat state, a racist, apartheid, terrorist state, which has imprisoned 2.4 million people in a concentration camp called Gaza. Says who? Says Amnesty International. Says who? Says Human Rights Watch. As well as multiple uh, uh, you know, human rights organizations have confirmed this. So for tonight's debate, I have come armed to the teeth with authoritative references. And I'm going to give you the, the Google keyword search on that, uh, Human Rights Watch, Gaza, Israel, Open Air Prison, so you can verify the facts right here, right now. Because see, the problem here, the core issue is a rewrite of world history. Those people who support history, who support Israel, they want to rewrite world history and twist it for their, so to trick you, basically, into supporting Israel. In terms of all of these Quran verses which uh, Bob has cited, ignore them. Why? Because Israel is actually the very country he's defending. Israel has already defended that. And they, on October 7th, they said Islam uh, doesn't teach to do kill innocent people. And they actually do accept Islam as a religion of peace. Let me give you the Google keyword search on that. What motivate terrorists? What you will not find is all of... <laughs> <laughs> Bob's presentation. It has nothing to do with the Quran. Number one um, hit on that or point is because of the injustices. The injustices done uh, to these uh, to to the people, and that's why they join these terrorist organizations. So we could just ignore all the references to Islam, as the research has already debunked all of that. So Israel is a rat state which has imprisoned 2.4 million people. Amnesty International, as well as others, have, have, uh, have confirmed that. But in addition to that, Israel is also a terrorist state. So you might say, okay, well, where's your evidence on that? Who said it's a terrorist state? Now prepare for the shock. I said, prepare for the shock. I'm quoting the United States Department of Justice. That's who. The Google keyword search on that is Jewish I'm sorry, Zionist Terrorism Department of Justice. Let's pull up the article. If you got your phone, you can read along with me. And I'm quoting from the government website, Jewish terrorism against the British and the Arabs did contribute heavily to the removal of the British from Palestine, <clears throat> the abandonment of League of Goziata, and now get this, and the creation of the Jewish State of Israel. What did it? Jewish Terrorism against the British and Arabs did what? I'm repeating. It contributed to the creation of the state of Israel. Truck bomb, car bomb. As soon as these Jewish invading settlers started coming into Palestine, they triggered a relentless campaign of terrorist attacks, and it 
a 10-year campaign of terrorism against the Arabs and the British, so much to the point that the British couldn't continue it anymore. And that's how we got Israel. Why? Because we just couldn't stop the Jewish terrorist violence. Says who? Department of Justice. Okay, so this is a terrorist state, which, and, and that is why when you look, you see they have, in, in, in Gaza today, they have killed over 5,000 innocent people in two weeks. Why? Well, didn't the Department of Justice tell you they're a terrorist state? And now, that, well, let's compare that. In Afghanistan, they killed 4,000 I mean, 4, innocent people died in four years, and that was considered a terrible tragedy then what do you have to say about 5,000 people killed in two weeks? That's not collateral damage. That's genocide. And, 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 so, so this is, and not only that, but no food, no water, no electricity. What else do you expect from a terror state, which the State Department, which the Department of Justice warned us about? This is, uh, so, and this is not terrorism. And then you remember on October 7th, Netanyahu told a, po- a population of 2.4 million people, march, get out of your homes and go. Everyone's asking, where are these people going to go? The media's like, this is a prison. There is no place for you to go. Now, that's, where, did we, where do we find that from? Isn't that what Joseph Stalin did? Yeah. You see, if you look at the actions of Israel, you will find the worst monsters in human history committing these type of horrific atrocities. So... You know, no need to give you a reference on that. We've all seen it. They're asking people to march uh, to nowhere. So this is so this is the reason why Israel has no reason to no has no right to defend itself. Because if you say this terrorist organization has a right to defend itself, then give the same right to Hamas, give the same right to ISIS. They are also terrorist organizations. Okay, so and and actually, I, uh, ISIS and Hamas they're not as bad as. As Israel says, who says Holocaust survivor Dr. Matt, Dr. Gabe Mate? He says if you look at the just sheer numbers of death, Hamas and I mean ISIS nowhere compares to Israel. And so, the, and so the final, so that's the first reason because Israel is a rat state, uh, which, and it is not Hamas which is the cause of the problem. It's Israel. What happened on October sixth was simply a prison break. People broke out of the prison, and they killed some of the prison guards and murdered their families. But who is at root cause is the people who imprisoned 2.4 million indigenous people in this concentration camp. They're the ones who are the source of this problem. So, and my final reason why there is no right to, ju- to defend itself is because there are peaceful solutions out there. Did you know that? Did your... Did your media tell you that there are peaceful solutions out there that can resolve this and can destroy Hamas? It can, <clears throat> and it works 100% of the time. In fact, I'll, in fact uh, I will quote for you Dr. Martin Luther King's daughter. She gave the best refutation to these Israel supporters. She quoted her father. She said, where, she, she said the power without love is reckless and abusive. She says, where is the love towards these people? Where is the love towards the Palestinian people? And this is a very important point. And uh, I will quote, and these are not just, uh, you know, um, reassuring words. I'm going to leave you with a, with a quote from Dr., I'm sorry, from, from General Petraeus. He said, listen, it's not enough just to fight and kill people. You have to offer the population some hope for a better future. That's how you defeat terrorist organizations, not by just sheer bombing them. You see, let me, I have a joke which I tell people, but there's a lot of truth in that. 
People who live in half-million-dollar houses, have a BMW in the garage, uh, go to a vacation every year to Europe, they don't join Hamas, okay? It's people who have no hope, no, no, no hope for the future. These are the people who, who join Hamas. Now, I'm not saying you have to give all that to them. <laughs> but what I'm saying is when, once you give them opportunity, these people will leave Hamas. And they will, and, 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 and because what, why join Hamas? So, so that's how you, how you basically defeat these terrorist organizations, as, as General Petraeus says, give them hope, break down that prison wall, let them come into Israel, feed, clothe them, give them jobs. And that's how you beat these terrorist organizations. So, uh, you know, what I would like to hear from Bob, I would like to hear him defend that 5,000 dead in two weeks. I'd like to hear him, as a Christian, defend that number and say, oh, this is just collateral damage. So I guess my time is up, and uh, I guess we're going to have a discussion here. Okay, well, I would be happy to give a defense here. First of all, the Gaza Health Ministry, the Gaza Health Ministry, which is run by Hamas, is the primary news source for most of the news you're reading. And I simply do not take them seriously. I simply do not believe the things that they say. Uh, they're giving faulty information. But I hope you all heard my opponent clearly, because he agreed with Hamas. First words out of his mouth, Israel does not have a right to exist. Now, is there collateral damage in any war? There will be collateral damage. But Israel sent out leaflets, sent out text okay. messages, asked Egypt to open up a road and let people from Gaza out. Hamas wouldn't let them do it. Hamas builds their military installations near hospitals, near schools, because their whole publicity program is to create as much collateral damage as possible to make Israel look like the aggressor. Hamas does not recognize Israel's right to exist, and Israel abandoned Hamas in 2005 because they asked for the autonomy. How was it a prison and a concentration camp when they gave them millions of dollars that they spent on terrorism instead of food and greenhouses? Okay. Well, hey, just if I could throw this out, we can have like uh, two minutes uh, each, you know, uninterrupted because we might well, we agreed to a free-flowing conversation, well, but Mike's here to make sure it doesn't but, come but, out of hand. But you can go ahead and respond. You've got at least equal time to respond. Go okay, ahead and respond to Bob bring right up now. One, bring up one issue at a time, not, and then we can talk about that. Well, the so facts are so ask, overwhelming, okay. it's hard not okay. to use them, okay. my friend. One issue at a time. Now, let me, now the num, the, that 5,000 uh, dead in two weeks, that number is defended by UNICEF. Let me give you the Google keyword search. UNICEF defends accuracy of Gaza death tolls as horror unfolds, and it is also defended by the by the government itself. Uh, Kirby said also said, "Well, we don't trust God, we don't trust Hamas, but we do accept that the number of of innocent people killed is well into the thousands." But so they are getting that from okay. Hamas. No, 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 that's the government I'm quoting for you. I'm quoting UNICEF. You so can be quoting UNICEF, but UNICEF is getting their information okay. from Hamas. That's the source of the information. No. Okay, a United States government is not getting the source from Hamas, neither is UNICEF. Uh, so that, so you have been debunked right You seem to feel that if the more organizations so no you food, list... No that, water, no electricity... And whose fault undeniable. is that? Whose fault is okay. that, Hamas? That now you say Israel, you say Israel, no, I'd like to ask you a question. You say Israel is just as bad as Hamas. When's the last yeah. time Israel went in and yeah. raped women and put it over Facebook? When's the last time yeah, Israel okay. went in and right. decapitated babies' heads? Sure, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... Now you, I did. Now I know. Now I noticed that I did quote references, and like I said in the beginning, I'm going to quote authoritative references to debunk this nonsense. Now, when America 
They did, I'm repeating for you, America is not getting their information from Hamas. They say we are not getting our information from Hamas. We don't trust them, but we do accept that the death toll is well into the thousands. But they're accepting they that from news sources which are getting their information from Hamas. Okay. Look, we're just going to have to let leave me, it up to our audience. Me, okay, but you know what? You, you, managed, you quoted Martin Luther Stop King's you. daughter. Did you know right. that Martin Luther yeah. King himself said that those who do not accept yeah. Zionism are anti-Semites? Okay, well, so if you want to talk about, by the way, just because okay. you list a bunch of organizations, are you actually making the claim that what the majority yeah. believe is true? Because if you are, no. you just justified slavery. There was a time no. in the world where the majority of the people in the world believed in slavery. So we don't determine truth by the majority. We determine truth by the facts. And I'm not hearing facts from you. I'm just hearing, well, this organization says that that organization says that okay. all that's doing is listing a bunch of organizations and going to the look at the majority argument very weak argument okay so uh my let me cite my source this is fox news uh white house battles reporters rejecting hamas gaza death toll just put that in your in your google keyword search and when at, he said we reject hamas's death toll but we do not dispute the fact that well into the thousands of innocent people have been killed so that's the article as they heard from, from gaza no. health no. ministry okay. as their source okay. You, okay i think you've been refuted on that i've cited two i cited unicef and i cited this source so keep so on believing that, that you know, keep on telling yourself nadir no sooner food, or later you'll start to believe no it water. Hold on, let me, let me now address your other point. No food, no water. Because no of Hamas. Israel oh, had second. nothing to do with that. It was because of Hamas. Please allow me to talk. You didn't let me finish. Okay. Go ahead, finish. So, no, Israel is responsible for its own actions, okay? That's not Hamas's fault, is to starve an entire population of people. And so that argument has been refuted right there. So this all goes back to the fact that Israel is a rat state, a racist, apartheid terrorist state, as stated by the United States Department of Justice, which you were not able to refute either. So what else do you expect from a rat state? So now you did say that, well, I don't accept that Gaza is a prison. I've already cited humanrightswatch.org, Amnesty International, and there's several... Okay, I have, a, I have a question for you. Did the people of Gaza yes. ask Israel to withdraw and give them autonomy? And did not Israel do that back in 2005? What Israel did, they imprisoned them. They built a huge fence around them. To so that they couldn't them. cross the border and commit more terror. The first no day they got their autonomy, they started firing rockets into okay. Israel. What's Israel supposed okay. to do? Okay. Yeah, I already told you. This is a very easy solution. So let me now answer your question. First of all, let's say the Gazan people are doing terrorism things like that. That is no justification to imprison an entire population of 2.4 It's a justification to not allow them to do more terror. Honestly, I've had discussions with neo-Nazis on this, and to be very honest with you, the neo-Nazis are a lot more, uh, you know... Oh, so now on your list of majority rules, you're even listing the Nazis. Good one, my friend. You know, Let me ask you a question, Nadir. If somebody broke into your house and murdered some of your loved ones and then went away and promised to come back and murder more of your loved mm-hmm. ones, you yep. wouldn't call the police to go after them? Absolutely. But that's the well, then why can't Israel do the same thing? Because Israel... What did thugs breaking into a house ever do that these people didn't do to the Israelis on October the 7th? Okay, let's... let's so this you're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole, okay. and it's just not. You're taking this horrific narrative, and you're trying to say, "Well, okay. Bob, Israel deserved it." Allow me to talk. Yeah, let, let's yeah. let's hear a bit from Nadir here. 
Yeah. Okay. So that is our, you know, the analogy you gave actually doesn't work. The analogy which I gave you is a much better analogy that this is a, that Israel imprisoned 2.4 million people in a concentration camp. And what happened was a prison break. They killed some of the prison guards and murdered some of their families. Now, of course, that's not right. But at the, at the, the core problem here is it's Israel for doing that horrific atrocity to these people. Now, you ask, well, what should Israel do? Well, I've already get what Dr. Martin Luther King's daughter said was right, and what General Petraeus said was right. You show mercy and compassion to these people. People only join terrorist organizations when they are oppressed and persecuted, when there is no hope. Okay, let me respond. Okay. I would say that after their daughters were raped and babies' heads were cut off and they came to eliminate Hamas, but they still sent out text messages and leaflets warning the average populace to get out of the way, I would say that's a lot of mercy. I, I have interviewed Israeli soldiers myself. I know their protocol. They do not try to do collateral damage. Hamas, on the other hand, lives for collateral damage. And why is Hamas setting up its military installation and hospitals if they don't want Israel to do that? Why did Hamas refuse to let the citizens of Gaza leave originally because they wanted that to happen because they know they can't win a military war against Israel. So they're fighting a publicity war instead. That's why. Okay. So, so you asked me three questions there. So let me answer the first one. This nonsense about Israel telling 2.4 million people to get out of the way. That's what Joseph Stalin did. Now it was like a hundred or 200. I can understand, but to tell an entire population of people in a prison to march to nowhere that is a war crime. Well, you haven't okay, asked, you haven't answered my question. What were they, how else were they going to go okay. in and root out the terrorists without, okay, I will, I will and why would they not, why, Bob, why, Bob, if they were Bob. not concerned about okay. the population, why would they be asking the population to get out of the okay. way? Allow me, to, allow me to finish your, your second argument. I'm going to address one issue at a time. You said that you've actually talked to the IDF and you've confirmed. I, have, I interviewed an Israeli okay, soldier me, one time. Well, yes, I did. Allow me to. Okay, that's not how research is conducted. Okay, you need to. Well, it's not conducted by okay. getting your so facts from Gaza Health Ministry either. Okay, uh, okay. So this all goes back to that number. You know, five thousand dead in two weeks. That's not collateral damage. That's genocide. And it is simply okay, so, not the truth. Okay. Yeah, well, I've already cited my source. UNICEF has backed that number, so we're not going to go back to that issue. But there is no evidence for what you're talking about, and I've never seen any evidence. I mean, of course, it is trumpeted that Israel only attacks, you know, make sure they're not attacking ci civilians, but it's a bunch of baloney. Wait a minute. Are, you, are you saying there's no okay. evidence for those attacks from Hamas on October the 7th? I'm saying Israel is a worse terrorist organization. What did Hamas. tell me right now? Give me an example of something Israel did that was worse than what happened on October seventh. This ought to be really good. Oh, absolutely! No food, no water, no electricity. That was Hamas that was responsible for that. Okay. Just what part of that are you not understanding, my Israel friend? Israel is responsible for its own actions, not Hamas. Okay? Uh, Nothing. Hamas. Israel's that. warning the people from. to leave, and Hamas is keeping them prisoners. Now, who's making the concentration you know, camp? It's Hamas that kept them there actually, as prisoners. You know, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you an example of my neo-Nazi friend. And, you know, I, I, I talked about this. I don't have any neo-Nazi yeah. friends. Where are you well, meeting I, all these neo-Nazis, yeah. Nadir? Well, I, I, did, I have friends in high places and low places. And listen to well, what Well, low you know? so far. <laughs> I, was, I was asking him, you know, he would say, oh, yeah, when Hamas did those attacks, I was cheering them on. I said, so, you know, what Israel is doing right now in Gaza, you bet you'd love that as those are Jews over there. He actually said, no, I wouldn't. He says, God, I don't got the stomach for that.
Think about that. The, the slow, torturous genocide taking place in Gaza. My Nazi friends, and I don't got the stomach for that. Nadar, so, oh, Nadir, you, hearing you, about your Nazi friend who doesn't stuff. have the stomach for genocide just moves me close to tears in as much well, as the Nazis have done point. genocide already. Yeah, look at the point. So his very interesting point, the, de- the, what's the gas chambers, according to him, was a humane way to kill people. But what's happening in Gaza is a slow, torturous death of, of suffocating uh, 2.4 million people with no food, no water, no electricity. But that's so not I, coming from Israel. Yeah. That's coming from Hamas. And no matter how many times you slice you, it, it's still baloney. Okay. Okay, so let's get back to what General Petraeus was saying, because there is no need for war to begin with. Because what, as General Petraeus stated, he said, you've got to offer the population something of hope for a better future. And he was very successful in Afghanistan in defusing many of these terrorist organizations. Yeah, well, I'd like to hear Petraeus say that again after someone breaks into his home and murders his wife and then rapes her first and puts it out over the Facebook. Petraeus might just have a different view on it after that, huh? Yeah, he's a he's an expert on terrorism, by the See, way. See, you're I still think, you're you're yeah. listing all these yeah. people, and you're trying to do this majority opinion equals morality. Yeah. History has shown us that majority opinion is often in the wrong. I go back again and quote the time when most people in the world accepted slavery, but you and I know that mm-hmm. slavery is wrong, and the majority believing in it at one time didn't make a difference. So the majority people taking Hamas's side that really doesn't make any difference. It's not going to cut it with me, and that's not the same as citing a fact. All you're doing is saying well this person says it. that person says that you're giving me a list of people who agree with you fine there's a lot of people who agree with you and all that means is there's a lot of people who agree with you not hearing any actual facts my friend I'm not I'm not citing, uh, you know, who's the most popular opinion. I'm citing expert opinion. That's what I made sure to do uh, coming into this debate. And so what I also noticed tonight, you really weren't able to defend the fact that Israel is a rat state. It's a terrorist state which was founded upon Jewish terrorism. Well, I hear you saying that. I have not heard you back that up. Just because okay. you use a lot of ad, ad hominems, you, you've done mm-hmm. enough debates to know what an ad hominem is and okay. what a non sequitur is. And that's all you're doing, my friend. It's smoke and mirrors. And we're not buying it. We're not buying it. Go sell this somewhere else. Pull up, a, pull up a browser, a web browser, and just type Department of Justice. Zionist terrorism, and I'm going to quote for you again. Jewish terrorism against the British and the Arabs did contribute heavily to the removal of the British from Palestine and the abandonment of the League of Nations mandate and the creation of the Jewish state. There was an uprising amongst Jews against the British who had invited the Jews there and then had gone back on their promise. But just because someone chooses to call that terrorism doesn't mean that that's what it is. And if you have a problem with terrorism, would you like to, in front of our audience right now, renounce what Hamas did on October the 7th? Would you like to do that? Do you categorically renounce what Hamas did on October the 7th? I'd love to answer that question, and but before I go there, I want to explain to you that when we call terrorism, I mean, this is the United States Department of Justice, but not only them, but let me give you another reference, history.com. Uh, they have also talked about Jewish terrorism. This is my point, Bob. 
It is a rewrite of world history of what you believe in. I'm going to quote for you history.com. The article I'm reading from is State of Israel proclaimed, and here they say that this is it was Jewish terrorism. That is a statement. For of every website you find on the Internet yes. saying one thing, you can find one that says something else. And by the way, even if the Department of Justice was saying these things, there's a lot of problems with the Department of Justice right now. Okay, well, let me address your next point, your last point, your first point. Well, I'll find a website. And this is the most recent DOJ site established by the Biden administration anyway. If you went back to previous DOJ websites during the Trump era or going back into the 40s and 50s, you wouldn't be seeing that. So this is a lot of smoke and mirrors. So I came tonight not quoting Sword of the Lord or aljihadalakbar.com. You did not I'm hear me quote from Sword of the okay. Lord once. As a matter of fact, I've re- I have renounced Sword of the Lord publicly. So you really ought to okay. get your facts straight before you continue no, no, with these ad hominem arguments. No, no, I'm not accusing I'm you. Accu- of, uh, I'm very aware of the magazine called Sword of the Lord, and it's a, it's a okay. very uh, <laughs> dumb fundamentalist magazine. Not that all fundamentalists are dumb, but this one is, and I've renounced it. So okay. you, you're just but, slinging out everything you possibly can here, hoping okay, that something so, will stick. So far, nothing has stuck, though, which is good. Okay. okay, that's fine. Look, Bob, I'm making sure that when you quote, I mean, my point here is this, when you quote authoritative historians, scholars, it's all going to read the same, okay? Nobody is going to deny the facts which I'm giving you. Now, I'm going to quote to you one last uh, reference, and then I'll answer the question about Hamas. This is from the United Nations uh, investigation on Israel back in 2008 on Gaza, and I'm quoting from that report. The report, for those who want to, is the question of Palestine. It's called the Goldstone Report. And listen to what they say. The Israeli offensive has been delivered assault men to punish humiliate and terrorize the civilian population, okay? That is simply not true. That is not what the Israeli government is saying. That's not what they're doing. But since you want to quote so many authoritative sources, let me quote the best authoritative source you could possibly believe in. How about Mohammed himself from the Hadith? Lying is wrong except in three things. The lie of a man to his wife to make her content with him, a lie to an enemy for war is deception, or a lie to settle trouble between people. Those are the words of Mohammed. So if we want to quote these high sources, let's quote the highest source. You see, it's okay in the Muslim population to lie. No, it's not. But I, I can't get into that. Well, I just showed you that topic. it, well, your your own okay. founder says it is. No, 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 no. no, no. It's, that's way off topic. I'm sorry, I got to stick with topic. Oh, you mean you on that. a terrorist but, attack against okay. Israel in the name of Islam? That's not off topic. That's 100% in the, the center of our topic. In the name of Islam. It most this certainly is was. Hamas brags okay. all the time about how they're serving Allah by okay. wiping. And Hamas says they no. want to wipe every Jew off the face of the earth. You've never okay, heard a Jew say myth. we want to wipe every Palestinian off the face of the earth. That's another myth. But anyways, let me let's, let's let me deal with this latest myth, which you're which I've been which I've been hearing trumpeted in the media that Hamas just wants to kill Jews. Uh, where's your evidence for this? You know, if you look at the research, in fact, I'm going to give you an article real quick. People who have actually investigated these claims, and I'm going to quote from the PBS article. It says. What is Hamas and what to know about its origins and leaders, etc., etc. And in this article, there's not a single mention about their intention to do a genocidal, uh, you know, belief about <laughs> you kill all Jews. This is a myth and a lie which people tell so that 
it's a trick Americans into supporting into supporting Israel because they're trying to fool people into thinking, oh yeah, you know, we Hamas are like neo Nazis, yeah, and if you support us, you're fighting neo Nazis. This is nothing more than an Israeli terrorist hood. So you are defending Hamas, boy. That I I thought you were going to at least renounce Hamas yeah. and then try to say yeah. Israel was just. I was I gave you more credit. Hey, yeah, yeah. Ghazi Hamad, senior member of the Hamas political bureau. This was on November the first. Israel is a country that has no place on our land. We must <laughs> remove that country from the Hamas covenant. Article 11, the land of Palestine is an Islamic holy possession consecrated for future Muslim generations until Judgment Day. No one can renounce it in any part or abandon it in any part. Palestine is in Islamic land. The liberation of Palestine is an individual duty for every Muslim wherever he may be. The liberation okay. of Palestine is defined by the people of Hamas as the elimination of Israel. They are saying Israel has no right to exist. And they demonstrated okay. that belief on October the 7th with those horrific yeah. murders, which so far, it sounds like you're defending. Actually, uh, this is. I'm glad you raised this because this shows where this baloney is coming from about Hamas just wants to kill Jews. It's an interpretation of what Hamas. Oh, I see. When they say Israel doesn't have a right to exist, they don't mean that Israel has doesn't have a right to exist. I get it. Okay. Hey, listen, Bob, I firmly believe Israel has no right to exist, and it should be wiped off the face of the map. But that doesn't mean I believe that all Jews want to be killed. I believe in a society... Well, how are they going to wipe them off the face of the map without going in and killing all of them? Which is what they mean when they say from the river to the sea. Okay, now, okay, yeah, I believe in that too, but let me explain to you how, how it works. So... Uh, so why I, what we believe is a future country where both Jews, Muslims, and others live in a secular democracy, not a rat state, not a racist apartheid terrorist state. So, and, and I'm going to give you another example. Just because you, you keep situation. calling Israel a rat state doesn't mean it is. Yeah. You've got to come up with something okay. better than that. Okay, so now let me give you something better. Uh, by the way, the U.S. government identifies Hamas as a terrorist organization, too. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm gonna, now, recently there was a hostage release. Her name was Yachved Liftshift. I can't pronounce that name. But let me give you the, this is, uh, if you just uh, Google the article, uh, Hamas released hostage press conference. Listen to what Hamas told her. They said, the people to, uh, they, uh, the people, I'm quoting her, this is a, this is a Jewish hostage. She says, the people told us that they are people who believe in the Quran and they will not harm, harm us. They were treated good. Let me explain something to you. If Hamas was some kind of neo-Nazi organization, they'd be burning swastikas in them. They'd be doing terrible abuses to them. So here are Hamas in You can't get more Quran. neo-Nazi than cutting a baby's head off. Just well, what part of that do you not understand? Just what part of that are you defending? Yeah. Okay, uh, let me, I'll get to that point, but I'm, let me first refute the nonsense of trying to portray... Because, see, this is what Vladimir Putin is doing. Vladimir Putin is claiming to be fighting LGBT neo-Nazis in Ukraine, which is a bunch of baloney. And the people who support Israel are trying to feed us the same horse manure that, that they're fighting Hamas neo-Nazis. Uh, no, they're not. Hamas are a group of fundamentalist Muslims who believe in... 
that the Jews and the Christians are people of the book. They are a protected people who live under Islamic law, and the Jews will pay the jizya to them, and then in return they will offer them protection, and they will live in the Islamic State. That's what Hamas believes, because it's going to be the very Jews themselves who are going to fund the Hamas expeditions, their salaries, etc. That's what Hamas believes. That's the core fundamental... Actually, what the Quran says is fight against such as those to whom the scriptures were given as believe in neither God nor the last day who do not forbid what God and his apostles. They're saying people who believe in the Bible, the Christians and the Jews, if they don't accept Muhammad, you need to fight against them. And by the way, you never responded to the fact that originally this was not about a two-state solution. Well, it was according to the United Nations, but the response was that the king of Saudi Arabia called for the annihilation of the Jews. Kill all the Jews. He wasn't saying like you're trying trying to tell us, well, Israel can exist, but uh, or Israel shouldn't exist, but we, we don't want to kill all of them. No, he said kill all of them. Secretary General of the Arab League, this will be a war of extermination, a momentous massacre. Sure. The Grand Mufti of Jerusalem, murder the Jews, murder the, and he's calling it a holy war, my Muslim brothers. These are quotations that you're not dealing with. Let me deal with those quotations. So the whole. So now we're going back to 1948. You're of course we are, because you say Israel okay, doesn't have a right to exist, and that's when her founding was, 1948. Okay, so fine. of course okay. we're going back Thank to you. that. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad to, I'm, um, that, you're, that you're taking me there, because obviously the neo-Nazi stuff didn't work with the Hamas. We, uh, so let's see if there's some kind of neo-Nazi... The Grand Mufti was a Nazi, consulted what? with Hitler and Himmler no, both. Wasn't. Let's get, let's get back to what you were saying. Yeah, stating. let's not get so, onto any of the facts. Let's get away from those facts. Well, so here's a very simple answer. The genocidal quotes are being made from both sides. Look, I will quote to you Eilat Shaket. She's a justice minister of Israel. She, listen to what she says. She said, this is a war between two people. Who is the enemy? The Palestinian people. They should go as, um, uh, as the physical homes in which they raise their the snakes. Otherwise, more little snakes will be raised there. Thousands of likes on Facebook. This is, I'm quoting from the Washington Post article, Israel, new justice minister, consider all Palestinians to be the enemies and their children little snakes. So if you look, you know, both sides are making genocidal comments. And so now... Well, the children in Palestine are taught in kindergarten to hate the Jews and murder them when they grow up. So perhaps he was referring to something like that. So, so now let's get, I'm, I'm still finishing the point about this so-called genocide in 1948. So that's the first point, which is, this is not how research is conducted by saying, okay, look, this guy made a genocidal statement. Everybody's making those type of statements. But the second point here is that the Arabs already lived with the Jews. They were already neighbor to neighbor. Jews are just as indigenous as the Arabs to those people. Now, unfortunately, there were some attacks which took place. And at most, we did see some ethnic cleansing where some Jews were asked to leave the Arab lands and to go to Israel. But wait a second, if the Mufti and all these people are calling for a genocide, why didn't they just do the genocide right there, considering they're right next to they them? They tried so, to do it. They lost the war. That's They waged war in Israel, and they no, lost the war. there was no attempted genocide. Oh, my gosh, okay. there was an attempted... Okay. Five nations attacked Israel. You don't call that an attempt. By the way... As I mentioned, and I know you heard this, a lot of the Arabs didn't leave their homes. They stayed in Israel. They became Israeli citizens. Now, if Israel's such a horrible apartheid state, why is it that under the Bush administration, when they were talking again about a two-state solution, concentrating on the West Bank, 
the Israelis offered their Arab citizens, you want to go live in Palestine? And they said, are you out of your minds? They didn't want to go live there because they knew that that would be the terrorist state. Yeah, so it's not. It's apparently not yeah. to apartheid to the Arabs who live in Israel. It's a myth that only Jews yeah. are citizens of Israel. There are many Arabs there, and they're given the rights of citizens. But, and they're given more whether, rights than they would have yeah. gotten if they had gone to move to a new Palestinian state. And the evidence for that is they said they did not want to move. Okay. The evidence of whether is Israel is an apartheid racist state or not. Look, that is something which the human rights organizations. Oh, here we go. We're going to give lists again. Bob, allow me to allow me to finish. Now, you just take your so-called evidences to them and argue with them. And once they publish a new paper and say, oh, we retract all that. Believe me, I will retract my statement. Any one of them's welcome to come on this radio show at any time and present their evidence to me. Okay, so going back to 1948, as you can see, there's no real evidence of genocide over there. But I want to because they lost the war. Five, right? Five. There was attempted genocide. Bob, no, that was five nations of people, five five Arab nations fighting against Israel. But why? It was a war against terror. You don't think five nations against one has genocide? If that's not an attempt of genocide, I'd like to see the word genocide removed from the dictionary. Okay, Bob, let me let me finish my point. What we need to understand about the war in 1948, that was a war against terror. Right before, it was 10 years before that, the Jewish, the uh, Jewish invading settlers uh, launched a vicious campaign of car bomb, truck bomb, blowing up Arabs in their cafes, blowing up government buildings, blowing up uh, police stations. The terrorism got so bad that we couldn't contain the terrorism anymore, the British left. First of all, that little bit that happened was renounced by the majority of the Israelis, and it was still done because the British had gone back on their promises. The British were doing blockades after inviting Jews back into this land. They were blockading them. They had promised them their own homeland. They weren't giving it to them. In any war, you have some people that go overboard, and you'll find Israelis that will condemn that. The Israeli okay. government will condemn that. You don't hear the government of Hamas or the government of the Palestinian Authority condemning these things. Okay, you don't now hear let me that. refute that nonsense, first of all. For, no, the Israelis, you, they, they condemn it on paper. But let me quote to you one of those terrorists, and he may sound familiar to you. One of those terrorists who was launching these attacks was a man named Menachem Begin. Okay, he's a, he's a, he's a, he is the Osama bin Laden, uh, the Jewish Osama bin Laden. And guess what? He, was, he became the prime minister of Israel. That's right. A wanted terrorist became the, the, uh, the prime minister of Israel. So when you say, oh, well, Israel has renounced all their terrorist past, that's just a bunch of baloney. They terrorists renounced the fact that some things went extreme and got out of hand, but okay. they weren't considering it terrorism when people were fighting for their freedom. And I hear this all no the time from your side. Well, one man's terrorist is another person's freedom fighter. Well, in the case of Israel, Great Britain had invited them into the land and then was then taking the side of the Arabs to kick them out. So, yeah, they had a revolt. And in any war, in any revolt, things get out of hand and then people <laughs> renounce it. But I'm not hearing any renouncing from you. You still haven't renounced what Hamas did on October oh, the 7th. Yeah, let's, let's get back to Hamas. I'm sorry. We got so sidetracked on that. But I, I, I thought, you know, uh, well, it was kind of Sidetracked? It was the whole reason you wanted to have this debate. You contacted yeah. me right after that and said you want to yeah. debate the Hamas-Israel war. Now, you know that they're fighting that war because of what happened on October 7th. Why are you not calling that a sidetracking? Okay. Talk yeah, about I, I, smoke I, I, and mirrors. Okay.
by the way, we're at five <laughs> okay. minutes left, or maybe okay. a little bit less, just so we know that. Okay. So the, uh, now let's talk about Hamas, and, and you asked me to condemn Hamas, and sure, I'll, I'll go ahead and do that, but I want to hear you first condemn Hamas, but wait a second, you need to condemn all the Hamases, because what Hamas did on October 6th, actually the American Indians did that to the white colonial settlers. But let me just interject you really that. quickly, just, I was wrong, it's two minutes roughly till music. Okay, <laughs> sorry about okay, that. Okay, well here's, here's the condemnation so you're going to hear from me. Whatever <laughs> Hamas did has already been done by the American Indians, like the Comanche Indians, so if you condemn Hamas, you better condemn those American Indians. I have already condemned. many, many yeah. times condemned okay. what America did to the American Indians, so you're not getting anywhere with this then one, my friend. Then you condemn Hamas. <laughs> Of course I can because condemn Hamas for what America they... America is a Hamas... I, just because I'm an American yeah. citizen doesn't mean I agree okay. with everything America does. That's so that's wait a second, Bob. You're not understanding. Hamas, Indian Hamas, they massacred and killed uh, uh, colonial settlers, just like what Hamas did today, or you know, October sixth. So if you condemn Hamas, you got to condemn the American Indians. I've already, con- first of all, I've already condembed it. And okay, Indian first of all, I've like already today. condemned it. But what I'm not going to condemn yeah. is Israel's right to defend itself. You already told me yourself right here, live on the air, that if somebody broke into your house, murdered one of your loved ones and promised to do it again, you would go after them or send the police after them. That's all Israel's doing. They still sent leaflets. They still sent text messages. They did everything they could for the population to get out of the way. Hamas, who I do condemn, would not allow the population to leave because they wanted that collateral damage just because it would look bad Mm -hmm. and people like you could come on the air and defend them. You want no, to talk about the truth? That's Hamas. the truth. No, I'm not defending Hamas. What I'm saying is... Israel sure, is sound, sure could have fooled me. You sound like you're yeah. defending them all over the place. Oh, no, no. Actually, the, the situation here is that Israel is a worse terrorist organization than Hamas. <laughs> yeah, and but you didn't give an example of Jews going in and cutting off the babies from Hamas weeks. children, did you? No water, no food, no electricity. Due to Hamas. Okay, we're done. Anyway, Nadir, my friend, I know it's always spirited, but I still appreciate the fact that you come on and you're willing to have this debate. So thank you for that. Hey, thanks a lot, Bob. And I wish you the best. I really do. We'll see you next time, everybody. The Bob Siegel Show is sponsored in part by the Law Offices of Matthew Simone.